Welcome to the first meeting of the Hunky Dory Book Club. Today we'll be discussing the book Essentialism by Greg McEwen. I'm going to read you some quotes from the book followed by some questions I think are important to answer for yourself. Now even if you haven't read this book, I think you're going to find a lot of value in the questions that I ask you as we go through them. You can answer them in your head if you want, but I truly believe that you'll get more out of this exercise by writing it out on paper. Now I've created a download for you with all the questions, so you can grab that right now in the show notes, print it out, and come back. So are you ready? Let's do it. I believe we're unique for a reason. When we use our gifts, we all benefit. When we compare ourselves with others, we feel overburdened. That's why I created this podcast, a weekly show about connecting to your time, your life, and yourself. My hope is that you'll leave not only believing in the dreams you feel pulled towards, but knowing you've had the ability within you to do them all along. Let's connect to our uniqueness and become overburdened no more. a few of the sections from the book that really stood out to me. I'll let you know as we move from one section to the next what they are so you can easily find them in the book. I'll include page numbers with the quotes by the author that I share. The first section I wanted to talk about today is essence. Now I often find myself thinking if I just had more time or if I was just more organized I could get more done. Quote, essentialism makes us stop and reckon with the fact that we only have the time that we have, and we need to spend it as wisely as possible. On page 5, McEwen gives us a single-sentence definition. It's about making the wisest possible investment of your time and energy in order to operate at our highest point of contribution by doing only what is essential. Close quote. Here's question number one. Name something you want to be essential in your life, but it isn't. And question number two, make a list of everything that you think is essential that you do in your life. Okay, I know that that's going to be a really long list. Make it anyway. Use up that entire section I give you in the paper if you need to. Okay, now go back to that list. Maybe on another day, maybe after you've exercised and you've let loose a bit of the frustration that started to get going inside you while you were writing that list. I totally get that. Or maybe it's after a snack when you're not so hungry anymore and you can see reality and not the expectations that you've put upon yourself with a little bit clearer vision. All right, question number three. Go back through that list and now decide... Is this really essential? Now, think about it this way. If I cut X out, could I have more time for Y? Make sure you write down those cuts on your paper. On page 23, he says that, quote, to eliminate non-essentials means saying no to someone. Often it means pushing against social expectations. It's about the emotional discipline necessary to say no to social pressure, end quote. Now, take a look at that list you made above, the one in question three where you listed what you might cut out to have more time. Question number four, who do you have to disappoint in order to do that? Question number five, who do you disappoint if you never make space for why? 
And question six, what's one thing you said yes to a long time ago that you are still doing but are finding it no longer fits your needs and purpose now? And question seven, what can you do about that? Kind of hard questions, huh, when you look at them. All right, the next section, I kind of combine two. Choose and discern. On page 31, he quotes, Essentialism is not a way to get more done. It's a different way of doing everything. And then on page 44, Sometimes what you don't do is just as important as what you do. Close quote. McEwen describes the essentialist as someone who can discern between the trivial many and the vital few. But it is a muscle that you have to use in order to help it to grow. His advice is to start small and to narrow your focus on tiny decisions. Now, once you get better at it, you can apply the same principle to the larger ones. I thought that was very smart. Practice on the little decisions before you start using this on your big life-changing decisions. Question number eight. Practically speaking, what's one area of life where you could decide to do less? The next section is escape. On page 68, McEwen writes, quote, It seems obvious, but when did you last take time out of your busy day simply to sit and think? I don't mean the five minutes during your morning commute you spent composing the day's to-do list or the meeting you spent zoned out reflecting. I'm talking about deliberately setting aside distraction-free time in a distraction-free space to do absolutely nothing other than to think. Close quote. Question number nine. Ask yourself that question. When did you spend last spend an hour or more thinking about the big picture and not the everyday? If the answer is it's been a while, take some time. Write out a time when you're going to actually do it and make that happen. The next section is play. Now in episode 27 when I first introduced the book club, I talked about this section mainly because I was so intrigued by all the benefits of the simple act of play. The author said that play, quote, play is an antidote to stress, and this is key because stress, in addition to being an enemy of productivity, can actually shut down the creative, inquisitive, exploratory parts of our brain. And that's on page 87. So question number 10, when is the last time you let your brain play? What about your body? If you're feeling anxious or stressed right now, Take 10 minutes to do something that's purely fun, not simply to cross it off a to-do list. All right, another section that I talked about is sleep. And I talked about this one in episode 35 that was just on a few weeks ago. There are many times when we trade sleep for other things in our life. But if we're really honest, is the amount of time we've lost for sleep worth it? Are we really more productive if we get less sleep? Question number 11 for you. Do you need to prioritize sleep more than you do? And if you're in a season where you can actually do something about it, how can you do that? Next section is clarify. Pursuing good is not good enough, says McEwen. Instead, we must ask ourselves, quote, if we could be truly excellent at one thing, 
what would it be? Close quote. And that's on page 127. Question 12. Ask yourself that question. If you could be truly excellent at one thing, what would it be? And question 13. What are three other non-essential things you are doing right now that you can stop doing in order to pursue that one? Next is dare. Have you ever said yes when you simply meant to avoid confrontation or friction? That's a quote from page 132. In this section, McEwen dives into the heart of decision-making, which he labels as courage. We often find ourselves wanting to help when someone has just asked us to do something. I love it when he said of saying yes in the moment, this is how he answers. Quote, we can say no and regret it for a few minutes, or we can say yes and regret it for days, weeks, months, and even years. Close quote. And that's on page 135. I mean, how true is that? Really take a minute and think about it. Why do we exchange regret that would only last for a few minutes, that uncomfortable feeling when you say no to someone, compared to feeling it for weeks up to years? It only takes a few seconds of courage to do what is essential to you. Now, another quote from page 137. When people ask us to do something, we can, ref we can confuse the request with our relationship with them. Close quote. So question 14. Do you have a request sitting on your plate that you know you ought to say no to? Make the call or send an email now and come up with what you'll say in the future when someone asks something similar from you again. Now, I wanted to share one of the responses I got from a listener on this topic. Here's what she said. Quote, I wish I would have known how to say no when I was younger. I'm essentially a personality-driven essentialist. Now, I don't often do what I don't want to do, so that meant I canceled on people a lot. But I also want to be a dependable person, so I was always torn. Over the years, I have learned to say no, and now if I say yes, I do it. Close quote. Oh, how I love a good, honest response. Not doing things because she didn't want to just do them, but feeling the pull between that and being dependable. I'm sure we can all relate to this. So thank you for your response on that one. All right, the next section, subtract. We often feel like we are just managing one crisis after another as women. And when we see the crisis is heading our way, we do our best to, to anticipate them and then try to stop them before they happen. Now, we're pros at this most of the time, especially when it has to do with helping someone else. Now, what if we could take that skill into our own dreams and ambitions? You know, the things that we want to do? Question number 15. Is there an obstacle in reaching your personal goals that constantly trips you up? Like the social media notifications that are always going off and interrupting you? What about the invitation of a friend to go do something that you had already planned to do something towards your own goal? So I'd like you to name those obstacles and try to proactively eliminate them from your week. Next is flow. Quote, routine is one of the most powerful tools for removing obstacles. Close quote. That quote is on page 206. 
Question 16. What's a routine that you have that you know isn't good for you? How can you change it to work for you? Question 17. What's a routine that you have that is working for you? How could you make it even better? Right next, focus. Quote, to operate at your highest level of contribution requires that you deliberately tune in to what is important in the here and now. That's from page 216. Now, question 18. What have you been spending your creative time on? Does it line up with what you want to be essential in your life? There's a quote from the from Amy Rosenthal, and she once said that pay, pay attention to what you pay attention to. That's where your focus is, and that will show you what you are prioritizing. I thought that was really brilliant. Right, so there you have it, our first book club meeting about the book Essentialism by Greg McEwen. I'd really like to encourage you to answer each of the questions that I asked you today. Now, if you didn't notice, I didn't include my answers to them. I don't want to influence the way you feel about each one of those. Take some time for you today or very soon and answer them honestly. Then make the changes you feel are right for you at this time in your life, even if it's just one small little change. Now, I've, I told you at the beginning, I created a download for you that has the questions on it from this episode and room to write your answers. And I hope that that helps you as you go throughout this whole process. Now, I'd love it if you share some of those responses with me. As always, you can email me at marla at hunkydory.com and I would love to hear from you. I'm sending you lots of love in your quest for the things that are essential in your life. Have a wonderful day. I'm so glad you showed up for you today. Remember, the connections you make with yourself are powerful and that will spread to the people you love the most. Sending lots of love to you as always. Make it a great day and I'll talk with you again next week.